welcome to the Pop Cult Catapult Podcast. This is episode two with Erica. Hi. And Elliot. That's me. That's and you. Uh, this is our second take, unfortunately, because I didn't get the levels right. Hopefully I got them right this time. <sighs> I, I I made a really good joke last time about like Mercury being in Gatorade. Um, now that I'm saying it again out loud, it's not as funny. <laughs> and I we, we started talking about Broom standing up and broom standing up, dildo standing up, yeah. crutches. <laughs> it's ha- it's because it's how the universe is uh, aligned right now, and all yeah. the stars, and um, so that's how everybody's brooms are standing up. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> broom stuff. Broom stuff. Yeah. So this is what we're going to talk about for the next fifty minutes. Brooms and dildos. Yeah. Hope you hope you hope you're ready. You're in for a treat. Again, I have saved no articles. <laughs> yeah, you did. I did. I know, okay. No, 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 no. I was making a joke oh, okay. um, that we are going to talk about brooms and dildos this time because I haven't saved any articles and I haven't done any research on um, what celebrities are doing nowadays. Celebrities, they're just like us, except uh, worse. Yeah. Except they're not at all like us, and except they want to be like us, and they think they're like us. They think that they're, you know, like, oh yeah, I remember what it's like to, to be a normal person. Yeah, they're probably like, yeah, I remember what it's like to put twenty thousand dollars down on a car. Oh god, that makes me want to vomit. Yeah, twenty thousand down <laughs> yeah, on a car. Imagine? Yeah. Um, Anyways, we got some juicy stuff. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, Erica's been really, really wanting to talk about it. She like was like, hey, we need to record. And I was like, all right, I want to eat some tacos. Yeah. So I had to eat my tacos first. Actually, you made me eat my tacos first. But... Yeah, well, it, he was like, well, should we? Should I eat my tacos before or after? And I was like, maybe before, because it might be like, it's, it's like 9 o'clock right now on a Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> this and... is going to come out tomorrow on a Friday when y'all will listen to it. Yes. And um, <laughs> we got to get up early and like, Go like go do jobs, like and then jobs. yeah, mm-hmm. and um, so I was like, eh, you know, you won't be able to eat your tacos probably till like ten o'clock if you eat after. So yeah, probably didn't um, eat them anyway, but they were delicious. <laughs> they were really good. They're from Mitiara. Yeah, that place. I'm not. I don't. I'm not normally a fan of that place, but it was no, actually. No, it's uh, really good. It's really good. Atmosphere is terrible in there. It, it does feel a bit like a high school cafeteria, yeah. <laughs> as my friend Elizabeth put it. Um, she was like, "It's got a high school cafeteria vibe." I'm like, "Yeah." You walk in and like people start calling you nerd, and someone yeah, pushes and you over. Fucking I mean, got a swirly in there tonight. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's really terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's awful. Um, but great food and like the wait staff and just the staff in general is super nice. Yeah, they're really nice. So they're they're great too. Oh, and the margaritas are amazing too. Yeah. So. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Yes. So what, um, do, what do we got? What do we got tonight? What, what are we do, talking about this week? All right. So Jessica Simpson came out with a book. Hell yeah! I it's I want to read it. I'm not gonna lie. I like Jessica Simpson. Mm-hmm. I used to watch her and her ex husband on the Newlyweds, yeah. and everybody was like, Jessica Simpson's so stupid. And I'm like, so Nick what? I, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> That one was an actual Nick. joke, actually. <laughs> you know who Nick Swartzen is, yes. though. He's a comedian, and he's really funny. Yeah, can you imagine um, him and Jessica Simpson? That would be being... kind of a weird couple. That'd be kind of a... Dip, be... Just because they come from different Yeah, completely careers. Different. And that would actually be fun to watch them I think the they would do... I think that they would make a great couple. Really? Yes. Nick Swartzen's... Sli- I like Nick Swartzen. 
But he's kind of, he like, he dresses like an 18 year old boy. He does dress a little bit young, but I can overlook it because I think he's, I think he's, he's funny. Yeah. I can, he does wear, um, what are they like flat built hats? And I'm kind of like, eh. yeah, snapbacks or something like that. Uh, yeah. Know. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I don't know. But I think, um, he's still wearing like DCs. Oh, well. <laughs> he doesn't wear DCs. <laughs> I was like, does he? Um, um, he's funny. Everybody should follow him on Instagram. He's pretty he is funny. funny. Anyways, so um, Jessica Simpson. Yes. Uh, she came out with a new book, and right here is that from her? BuzzFeed.com. Oh, okay, that is her. That is her. Um, ele- 11 pieces of hot, juicy goss <laughs> <laughs> from Jessica Simpson's new book. Okay, so I already went through some of this. She had an emotional affair. That's what it says in quotations. So I'm assuming that she said that an emotional affair with Johnny Knoxville when they were uh, on the set of Dukes of Hazzard. So basically, she wanted Johnny Knoxville, and Johnny's like, I got other things to do. Yeah. Like, get the shit kicked out of me all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I have to go get concussions. Yeah. I don't have time. Yeah, he. You're you're cool, but this bull out here who's going to ram its head into me, (laughs) I got to go do that. Well, they were both married at the time. She was married to Nick Lachey, and he was, I don't know who he was married to, but he was married. Um, I mean, I I guess that makes sense, Johnny Knoxville, you know, being married. Just didn't know. Yeah, I I think I read about this briefly at one point. Um, I don't know if he's married to the same girl. He's been married like a couple of times. Hmm. Nothing, nothing crazy. Really? Yeah. Diane Austin was married a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Did not know yeah. that. Had no idea. Um, but yeah, they were both married at the time of Dukes of Hazard. I don't know when the Dukes of Hazard came out. I don't remember. I want to say around like 2007. You can look it up real quick. But in her book, she talks about um, they were both married, so this wasn't going to get physical. But to me, an emotional affair was worse than a physical one. Um, Really? So, so I can, I can, I mean, I can kind of understand that. Two thousand five. Oh That's, shit! I was thinking like two thousand eight or nine, but I was thinking a couple years later. But yeah. So um, so she said that she thinks it's a it, having an emotional affair was worse than having a physical one. I mean, I I can understand. I mean, I think I think both are are definitely like cheating. You know. Yes. Um. And 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 stuff. But anyways, sorry. Go on. Yeah, I think. Um, I think if you start to emotionally rely on someone other than your partner, then it's like, yeah, you're probably... I mean, the next step is... A physical. Yeah, a physical. Yeah. <laughs> um, she said that uh, her emotional connection with Johnny stemmed from the fact that she could be her true, authentic self around him. Johnny believed in her and laughed with her, not at her. Hmm. Yeah. Are you sure about that? I mean, is she sure about that? I think so. Is she sure that... She uh, said he didn't make fun of me, he laughed with me, he believed in me, and made me feel like I could do anything. Oh, okay. That's sweet. That is sweet. Adorable. That's, that's sweet. <laughs> I got a little bit of that on me. Sorry. <laughs> um, after filming Dukes of Hazard, Jessica and Johnny became, as she put it, prison pen pals. Jessica would secretly send love letters to Johnny while Nick was passed out in bed. God damn. Dude, that that's intense. Ooh, okay, so shit. yeah, she was that's full on. That's I would say that's cheating. Yeah, that's full on cheating. You're sending like so not only are you crushing on him. Yeah, but you're like you're, you're like husbands in bed and you're like, "Dear Johnny. Dear Johnny. I love you so much." <laughs> You taught me that that tuna is not chicken. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, she says, we wrote these flowery love letters back and forth, often at night, with Nick passed out in the bed next to me. We talked about music, and I would listen to the Johnny Cash songs he suggested just to feel like we were still together. Forbidden love. Wow. That's actually surprising. I just wouldn't imagine. I mean, Johnny Knoxville comes across, to me, as a very likable person. Like, he doesn't come across as, like, an asshole. Yeah, he seems kind of like a down-to-earth guy. I Compared feel, to, like... I feel know, like, but his career has era. has been... Oh, God. Who seems completely the opposite of Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> Bam Margera was always my least favorite. Yes. I, Chris Pontius was my favorite. Um, because he did a lot of dumb skits. Chris was um, funny. Party he Boy was, was just really great. dumb in my opinion, but that's my fucking humor. I yeah. love dumb <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Johnny Knoxville seems likable from, yeah. I don't know, just, you know, the jackass movies and interviews that I've seen with him and yeah. stuff. Um, but anyways, uh, so the next little tidbit, mm-hmm. Juicy Goss. Here we go. Nick begged Jessica not to divorce him, even though she said he didn't like her. What? What? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I can understand. Like, you don't want your wife to divorce you or whatever, but, like, he didn't like her? That's what it says. When Jessica asked Nick for a divorce, the two weren't even talking to each other. Jess said Nick even went to her parents and begged her to stay. Eventually, the two started therapy, but it was too little too late. Excuse me. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> Jess said, you, Nick, didn't go when we needed it. He didn't like me, so I didn't understand what he was trying to save. Yeah, makes sense. You know, I mean, if he if he wasn't going, he just didn't want the, he just didn't like the idea of being, uh, quote unquote, divorced. He, yeah, he probably just didn't like the idea of like yeah. having to go through the whole. And you know, they're both famous. And yeah, so I mean, I'm sure it's it's a it's a task. They got you got to get legal teams in there. You got to you know split up assets and and all kinds of shit. It's probably pretty tough. I mean, granted, they pay for other people to do it, but yeah, it's still not easy. But it's still you know you're in the spotlight and everybody you're under a mag Excuse you're me. under a magnifying glass. Yes, you are. Um, after Nick released What's Left of Me, his hit song about their relationship, never heard the song. I never heard the song. I did have a 98 Degrees album when I was like seven or eight years old. They were, they're a, they are not to be a total dick about it because I've never been in a boy band. So, (laughs) so I don't know, like I can't talk shit, but they're a very like C grade. Cause it was like Backstreet Boys in sync. And then it was like, O-Town, 98 Degrees, pew, like oh, yeah. way there at the who bottom. Was, who was the band that did, uh, I, I like I like girls who wear Abercrombie and Fitch. Also C-grade, that LFO. Like, yeah, LFO, that's it. Uh, sadly, like, two out of three of those guys died. There were three members in the band. Two whoa. of three of them died. Two Ow. out of three of them died. One of them had cancer, oh, and then shit. the other one passed away not that long ago, but I don't know how he passed away. But Damn. very, very sad. That's insane. Um, but yeah, they had a they had a couple of hits, I think. Yeah, no, I mean, well, they had that one. That girl's that where Abercrombie fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, I just looked them up. Uh, if you don't remember what LFO stood for, light funky ones, oh. and light was spelled L Y T E. Naturally. Whatever the, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. I'm, we're an American pop group, so let's see. Anyways, um, 
Damn. Yeah, two of them died. Yeah, it's very sad. Said, and, I, I, and so obviously they weren't that old. I mean, they I would assume that they were, I don't know, in their late 30s, early 40s. Uh, he was 36. It's very sad. Dang. At first it said uh, years years active, 95 or 2010. I was supposed to say, oh man, he wasn't that old at all. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he he was, was 15. 15. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's, yeah, he, he had, ooh, leukemia. Dang. Yeah, that's, 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 that's rough. Yeah. That's very rough. So anyways, go on. Um, so yeah, so he was in, he was in 98 Degrees. I remember there was this kid, that's, they look, he just looks goofy. Um, <laughs> he, is, he looks like a bit of a goober. Yeah. A little, a bit of a goob. A little goob. There was a kid on the on my bus um, when I was in elementary school. I want to say I don't know when I, I I rode the bus until like I think tenth grade when one of my friends got a car. So I remember there was one kid on the bus. I want to say it was elementary school, but I remember him being like, he had the ninety eight degrees album, uh. and it was, and I was just kind of like, what's that? And he's like, it's ninety eight degrees, and he like was telling me how much he liked the band. And I just remember being like, what? And like I don't know when I was a kid, like in like fourth and fifth grade, like third to fifth grade, like everyone, boys and girls, loved boy bands. Like I knew a lot of guy or boys, you know, like who were like, yeah, Backstreet Boys and In Sync, and like that kid liked he liked uh, Ninety Eight Degrees. He had their album, which had like clouds on it, didn't it? I uh, yeah, I yeah. think I think so. He had it on him on the bus because he wanted to listen to it on a Sony Walkman. <laughs> Um, I see. I don't recall, but I didn't. I didn't really uh, hang out with boys and stuff when I was in elementary school. All, but me, all my girlfriends liked boy bands mm -hmm. and Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera. And I don't recall any of the boys being into boy bands and stuff. But I, I really don't know. But they were so huge at the time. Yeah, they were just a big deal. Boy bands were crazy. I, I take it back. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't, I think it was this one, Revelation. Yes, I had that, that one. That one came out in like 2000, it says. Yeah. Um, which I think is the one he had, which has them on the front. It's like a, got a blue looking sky. But I remember, I remember my friend, that guy, uh, being like, well, you know what 98 degrees is, right? And I was like, I don't know what, I'm in like fifth, sixth grade. And he's like, yes, the body temperature. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, I just listen to Offspring all day. That's it. I don't listen to anything else. Oh, so you were cool even in elementary school. No, you weren't no, listening I to. Did, I mean, but were any of your friends listening to the Offspring? No, at the time? I was the only person. Yeah. <laughs> okay, being being an, uh, the only person doing something, I guess, <laughs> I guess now is cool. But back then, it did not feel cool. You were like, you were, you were like, damn, I wish I liked ninety eight degrees. I wish I liked it, but God, I hated but it. But God, it's horseshit. <laughs> it was. <laughs> And I actually watched their show. Their uh, the newlyweds. Yeah, I watched it. I enjoyed it. There was it an episode. Bad. Let me tell you. Tell me why I like Jessica Simpson. Okay, because there was an episode where she like took a shit in their bathroom, or she <laughs> yes. farted, or something. And Nick goes in there, and he's like, "Oh God!" Like just obviously, like it fucking stinks in yeah. there. And she just goes up to him and just like loves on him and hugs him, and you can just like I think they even put this in subtitles at the bottom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she goes, you love my stinky ass. <laughs> and I was like, 
I don't know. That's just funny to me. That's hilarious. Yeah. How she just didn't even care that he was like offended and like yeah. she left a smell. Like she didn't even care. She was like, "Get over it. Like yeah. you love it." Well, everyone shits is the thing. And, everyone and shits, no and I, to... I do think we touched on this in our last episode. Everybody, uh, number one, everybody poops. Everybody poops. Number two, women. Other women will make fun of you for pooping. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that. And I, that still blows my mind, you know? Because I'm like, well, what's so big deal? Like, like you're finding it endearing that she took a shit, basically. Yeah, and she was just like, she just owned it. She was like, yeah, whatever. You yeah, love my stinky ass. And I was like, that. that's hilarious. She's, I don't know. I just, I liked her from then yes. on. Um, okay, so. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I, I, oh, wait, I, I, I'm uh, sorry. We probably didn't even get finished with that I, one. I didn't finish this one. After Nick released What's Left of Me, his hit song about the relationship, again, don't really remember this song, nope. Jessica watched a documentary about Nick making his new album. In the doc she watched, Nick said he would be open to reconciling with her. Okay. She said, I watched him portray himself as the victim, casting me as a selfish person. Then he mentioned that the door was still open for us to get back together. It was so disrespectful and dragged me into this orbit when I was just starting to leave it. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know, sitting there and saying like, oh, you're such a bad person, but then turning around and being like, but I'll, but you can come back. But like, I'm cool if you want to get back together. You're a piece of shit, but you know, if you want to come back, that's cool. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously, if she was actually a piece of shit, he wouldn't want her back. You know, like yes. I think that's one of the big things, and, and stuff is like if she was actually like as bad as he said she was. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I think I don't know. I guess it's hard to cope with like someone wanting to break up with you and you think everything's okay, and it's like yeah. I guess it's hard for you like people to accept. Yeah. You know. But it's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, I thought we were okay. <laughs> I don't know, Nick. You don't ever talk to me. <laughs> you don't talk to me. Or she said he didn't like her. Yeah. Um, said that, yeah, she said they weren't talking. Yeah. Yeah, it's like... Um, after watching the doc, Jess ended up calling Nick because she genuinely missed him. Nick met up with Jessica and had him listen to his new album, which was literally full of negative songs about her. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, hold on. <laughs> Hold, hold on. What? He Why would you wait, do that? They got together, and so they were like, like they she, met up. after the documentary. She called him because she missed him. Yeah. So she was like, I don't know if that means she was open to reconciling, but she was at least willing to meet yeah, up. Yeah, at with least him. talk to him and stuff like that. That's understandable. But like, he made her listen to her to his album. Yeah. The whole which was, <laughs> which was like it says. Which was literally full of negative songs about her. What the hell? Why the fuck would you be like, yeah, yeah, uh, we can sit, we can sit in the Costco parking lot and listen to yeah, my new album. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah, you're gonna love it. <laughs> you're gonna love it, isn't it? Uh, sounds like you should be like this. This track's called "You Fucking Heartless Bitch." What is that? What? Nothing. I was trying to get you to stop doing that. That's oh, your... sorry. sorry. No, it's okay. Oh, it's just God. probably loud. Oh, I didn't realize. Are those my slippers are loud. They are very loud. I kick them in the morning. <laughs> I do. They. I put them next to uh, my shower bed. Um, and they slide, and I'm like, "Oh God, I don't want to wake her up." <laughs> Not that I... You probably need to. Yeah, no, I do need to all the time. I need to. But get then again, up. I wake you up, and then you, you then I'm, I like text you. I'm like. So I get notifications when when the alarm is set on my phone. Yeah. And it's normally it's pretty like clock pretty much like clockwork. She like sets the alarm at at eight 
you know, to leave, she disarms it and resets it at like 8.14. <laughs> like immediately. And then, but then when I notice like it's not set, I'm like, where's, uh, so I texted her today. I'm like, it's like 8.20 something. And I'm like, hey, booby, what you doing? Did you go to work yet? And then I, that's when I, um, that's when I noticed like it finally got set and, and she's like, yeah, you know, you woke me up, but I fell back asleep. <laughs> So that, that happens a lot. Um, working a 40-hour week is hard. I, I'm, I don't know if anybody else knows that. I'm yeah. sure they do. It's, uh, <laughs> it's pretty rough. It's a rough, to- it's a rough time. That's a rough time. Just going to work and, like, you know, just doing. Yeah. Um, Anyways, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um, so we sat in the Costco parking lot and you made him... <laughs> that's what I imagine. Like, he, like she calls him up and is like, I miss, I miss you. And he's like, yeah. I miss you too. Um, listen to my album. Yeah, that's like such a, uh, it's such a shitty thing. Number to do. five is about you having a fucking emotional affair <laughs> with Johnny Knoxville. Wait. Oh, no, it's okay, not. Yeah, it's yeah. not actually. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, I don't yeah. know. I think that was kind of dumb. Um, after Jessica and Nick divorced, Justin Timberlake kissed her at her house. Okay. Then he texted Ryan Gosling about it. What? Okay, so, so I don't know. I don't, that's I don't, just a that that I don't like that sin, sentence. Yeah, yeah. That annoys me. After yeah, do you want me I to mean, say it again? <laughs> just clarification. Justin Timberlake kissed her. Yeah. At her house, which is like okay, well. It's like all right, and then and then he texted Ryan Gosling about it. That's like the douchiest like. Thing. <laughs> it is. It is so douchey. Um, I'm not a big Justin Timberlake fan. Um, I like NSYNC and stuff, yeah, but as far as he himself, like, himself, like, as a person, like, I don't know, I just, he was, was was it, was it him that was caught holding hands with some other person? Yeah. Yeah, like, one of the biggest celebrities in the U.S., you know, I mean, Justin Timberlake, and then he's, like, outside. And then he's just, like, outside at this, like, bar in New Orleans, like, just for anybody to fucking see, and he's like, yeah, I'm holding hands with this girl. And when he's supposed to be married. Yeah, he's married. Yeah. And so, so every, that was a huge deal in the yeah. uh, pop culture celebrity scene because it was yeah it was really stupid. Like why would you be out in public? Like you know people come after you. You know people are like looking for you. And it's New Orleans. It's pretty popular place. There's like shit ton of people. Yeah, and people know you there. Once you're spotted, you're done. You're like done. everybody knows what you're doing. Everybody's watching you. Yeah. And you just be like, well, I hold hands with this girl now. I hold hands with her. Yeah, I feel like as... <laughs> he doesn't talk like that, I'm sure. But, you sure? Um, I don't know. He could. He sounds dumb enough that he would. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, I, I don't know. It's so, I just... I'm not a big fan of Justin Timberlake. And then I read this thing about him kissing Jessica Simpson and then, and then texting, texting Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I and like it's Ryan like, Gosling. He's he's cool, I guess. He, he, for, 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 like, I've watched, like, uh, I didn't see the new Blade Runner. I really want to see it. Uh, 2049. But that's Ryan Gosling, right? Yes. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like... And I watched like an interview with him and Harrison Ford talking to this like lady, and yes. she's hilarious. Yes, I showed you. Yeah, yeah this, I had watched that it was before. a great interview yeah, because the the lady interviewing them was hilarious. hilarious, and so then Ryan Gosling's really funny, and yeah. then Harrison Ford's fucking goofy and funny. Harrison Ford just like he looks like he's out of it constantly because he's just getting old, and he's just kind of like he's got that look to him. I don't know. Uh, 
and stuff. What I didn't say? kill my wife. <laughs> I didn't kill my wife. There's a great video. I just, I sent it to you of, uh, what's his name? David Blaine. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm trying not yes. to be a per terrible person, but I do like watching magic. Yeah. Um, I guess it's one of the worst qualities of me. No. Um, you have no bad I was about qualities. to say, the way you said that, like, no, let me tell you the worst quality. <laughs> no, let me list them off right here and <laughs> no. I just like drop a scroll. <laughs> And <laughs> <laughs> Booby has no bad qualities. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like uh, David Blaine goes over uh, Harrison Ford's house and he's like, he does this card trick and basically like uh, Harrison Ford has some fruit sitting on the table and he grabs an orange and he's like, hey, is this your card kind of stuff? He did like one of those tricks, like pick a card, he gave it back to David and then like, He's trying to find the card, and David's like, open that, like, rip open that orange. And so, like, David Blaine doesn't even touch it, and he opens the orange, and 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 uh, Harrison Ford's card is rolled up inside of the orange. Yeah. And, and like, whoever's filming or whoever's in uh, Harrison Ford's house is like, and this is Harrison Ford's house. This is not, like, at a restaurant or anything. This is, like, David Blaine just walked up in Harrison Ford's house and did this. And like Harrison Ford like looks around and everyone's like, oh my God. And Harrison Ford just looks at him and goes, get the hell out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> so Harrison Ford, I like him. And, and like the interview with him and uh, uh, Ryan Gosling, like, seemed, like he seems like a decent person. You yeah, know? He doesn't yeah. seem like a douche. Which I thought Justin Timberlake was, wasn't a douche, but he texted mm. Ryan Gosling. That just well, sounds... because it says here, uh, she told Jimmy Kimmel after the divorce and he was out of a relationship, he was like over at my house. We shared a nostalgic kiss and I thought, oh, this is interesting. Nostalgia. Then I guess, I don't know, maybe they oh. kind of flirted or had a fling at like oh. an earlier time. Um, then he took out his phone and texted Ryan Gosling about it because they had a long running bet about who would kiss her first. Wow. Wow, that's that's pretty douchey. That is, that is douchey. That's I don't know why. Man, I, I tell you what, that's, that's about the douchiest thing I've That's I about I the douchiest goddamn thing I've ever heard. I didn't mean to say it like that, but it did come <laughs> out like that naturally, which uh, my inner Forrest Gump does slip out from time to time. <laughs> yeah, because you're, you're, I mean, we're from the South, so yeah, it happens. But uh, as, hey, men, uh, as another man, don't, don't, I mean, if you want to have a bet, about if you're gonna kiss a girl or whatever, uh, I recommend not because this, that's like the dumbest fucking thing I've, I've yeah, ever heard is, of. First of all, is this a fucking <laughs> 90s teen romantic comedy? Yeah. Like, is this She's All That? Like, this is some <laughs> shit we saw in the 90s. Like, yeah. in, in 90s rom-coms, it's like, yeah, well, Chad, like, I, I had a bet with him, like, who can nail her first? And, like, <laughs> Chad nailed her first. And, like, and then she's, like, crying. And then, like, the fucking effeminate guy comes out there and he's like, oh, you're so beautiful to me. <laughs> and then they, like, you know, they become a fucking thing and then yeah. like they beat the shit out of the fucking Chad or whatever his name is. <laughs> just like in 10 Things I Hate About You. Just like in She's All That. Just like in fucking, not going to name them right now, but other stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, you know, just, just as a guy, I don't recommend doing that. And if you do have whatever shit like that, like a bet going on, don't text your friend right fucking then and there. You fucking wait until you're at least out of the fucking, give the person... The common courtesy to make them feel like they they're at least a human and not just like a, 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 a an object. An object. Yeah, that's 
I don't know. know. I just imagine that he kissed her and then he pulled out his phone right away. He's like, oh man, right? Wait till Ryan hears about this. Wait till Ryan hears about this. Ryan is going to be so pissed because, like, Ryan thought that, like, he was going to kiss her first and that I fucking kissed her first and that I don't. It's like, like I said, this is just like something that I didn't think normal people did. Another example of celebrities being out of touch with reality because, like, who the fuck does this? Yeah, that's, I, I mean, but the thing is, They've probably, I mean, they've been celebrities for so long, and they probably acted in some movie that had that element in it. Yeah. Some, I'm they, telling they, you, they some 90s real real fucking teen rom-com. Like, that is the plot to that. Like, Yeah, no shit. That is some shit I used to watch when I was, like, in junior high. Yeah, that's... Um, that's... that's <laughs> it's, it's just dumb. Like... I don't know. I, I've talked to you about this before, but there has got to be some sort of formula or like algorithm of like how long someone is famous. Oh yeah. And then, and then there's like a, a chart of like how long they're famous. And then at the same time, how it, it yeah. So, 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 uh, so one, so you have a, you have a, you have a graph, Yeah. you know, and on one axis on the X axis, you have like time, Time spent being famous, famous yes. and then on the on the y axis you have uh, you have um, you know not losing touch with reality. <laughs> <laughs> and so, as long as that line of it, how long you're famous, they generally go both forward. You know, the, like, the fucking crazier you get. Again, yeah. not to bring up Joaquin Phoenix, but. Okay, but he's, he's been, been he's been news. famous for a long time, <laughs> telling everyone and how he's kind of lost touch with reality. And then he goes up at the Oscars, and he's just like, <laughs> "Is that one meme say though? It was like almond almond has better milk than uh, cow titty milk or whatever. <laughs> almond titty milk better than cow titty milk. I have no idea. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I I think the longer that people are famous i think i do think that they lose touch with reality a little bit yeah cuz i mean whatever you, whatever's your immediate surroundings and your reality at that time that becomes like oh well that's what everyone goes through and it's like no not at all right. you know like you you are so detached you are so detached and you are un, you're under very particular circumstances uh, extraordinary circumstances yeah. uh you know than the average person is. And so you, you don't know what you don't know what you're doing. I mean, like you have a great job and you have this great life and you you know, I'm sure there are some downfalls to that, but like, as far as like relating to somebody and telling the public what to do this, which is, you know, I could, this could be a totally different tangent, but, um, Ricky Gervais at the Golden Globes telling him, you know, don't lecture the public on, I kind of feel the same way because it's like, you're in no place to tell me what to do or how to live. And I understand that you're using your voice, you know, yeah, to, to, if you want to raise awareness or something like that, I think there's nothing wrong with that. But like when it comes to these people talking about like saving the planet and not using fossil fuels, like where we live, there is no public transportation. You have to have a car. Now, we can try to buy the most fuel-efficient car we can afford, but when it when it comes down to uh, you know when it comes down to it, it's like, oh, can I pay forty-five thousand dollars for a you know electric car? No, we can't. You know, I mean, like, we you know we don't have that money, and most of the people that live around us don't have that type of money. So, what do they end up doing? They end up buying generally. 
well, most of them actually buy trucks and, yeah. and stuff like that. They buy, yeah, they buy true. the, they go in the complete opposite direction and buy the worst uh, fuel economy car vehicle they can have. But you know, the thing is, is generally those are real cheap. You know, you can buy there's trucks everywhere, and you yeah. can buy a, a shitty beat up one. I was about you to know, say, you like can five, buy a... $6,000. Yeah. Yeah, it probably gets 10 miles to the gallon, but it gets you to, to work so you can put food on your, your family's table and, and stuff like that. And, you know, so, I mean, that's the whole thing is, like, people are just trying to survive. They don't have the luxuries of choosing. Yeah, we there's a lot of things that, I, you know, we can't choose. I mean, I feel lucky that we can, like, go to Walmart and buy, like, stuff that are like better brands and well, better yeah, you know like, like we can buy. do that yeah, but we like can, we can choose to to eat like oh like uh like we can cook at home and and like since i mean i kind of work two sort of two jobs you know with my photography but you you know you have one job and so that affords us the ability to kind of like oh okay well we can buy buy food we can cook come home and then cook it Whereas a lot of people are, you know, they're like trying to feed kids, you know, and stuff like that. And they're working two jobs and stuff, but like... So they're they're getting what they can get, basically. Yeah. They're taking what they can get. Yeah, I mean, when you, when, when, it, when, you, when you boil it down, they're just doing whatever they can to get, get by, you know? I mean... Yeah, they're not necessarily worried about how is this going to affect the planet. It's like, what can I afford? Yeah, what, what, what's going to, like, what's going to feed my kids, you know? Yeah. You know and, that, and so Walking Phoenix getting up there and saying like... Oh my God! I'm so happy. Everything was plant based, and like, well, hey man, yeah, like, great, but great for you. But like, growing, uh, growing kids generally need a lot of protein, you know, because their minds are developing, their bodies are developing. Protein's great, you know, for all that stuff. Um, and the parents, that's and it ends up being just cheaper just to go buy a couple of Happy Meals from McDonald's, you know, yeah. or or go to Walmart and get like a Stouffer's lasagna you know, that you can just pop in the oven real quick, you know? Yeah. Then buying, like, a bunch of organic fruits and vegetables. Yeah. So anyways. <laughs> but, I mean, that's that's uh, the reality of, especially if you have two working parents and, you know, they come home after, you know, working all day. Like, for example, I get off at 5. Um, you know, they get if they get off at 5 and they come home and it's like, they're trying to get dinner done as soon as possible, yeah. as, uh, as easy as possible. Um so yeah, so anyways, that's what's that's, go. That's what's going on in average people's. Yeah, whereas you know they're like have maybe private chefs or something like that. You know, I don't know. Anyways, what's what's the next thing? John Mayer was obsessed, quote unquote, with Jessica. She viewed conversation with him as some sort of friendly competition, quote unquote. Really? Um, he's disgusting. I don't like. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like him at all. John he's gross. She said, I constantly worried that I wasn't smart enough for him. He they was dated. so clever. Yes. That's right. Yeah. He was so clever and treated conversation like a friendly competition that he had to win. Ugh. That's just okay. Sounds so like John Mayer. We're gonna get to that. Okay. Jessica went back to John uh, close to nine times. What? Yes. She told today, we were great at intimacy. We were great at loving each other. That was easy. But the relationship was very complex, and it was always on again, off again. I went back close to nine times. Um, Tony Romo, he was a football player for the Dallas Cowboys, oh, I believe. Okay. They dated. Uh, Tony Romo broke up with Jessica over an email she had sent to John Mayer. Ooh. 
After their breakup in 2007, John Mayer eventually started reaching out to Jessica again in 2009 when she was dating Tony Romo. Tony found an email John had sent Jessica, and it was over right then and there. She said, Tony accused me of seeing John behind his back. I hadn't cheated on Tony at all, but I could not lie and say that I hadn't even seen him. Tony didn't believe that for a second, and within that second, he broke up with me right there, two years gone with an email. Well, I mean... <sighs> I mean, if, if, to if Tony Romo, like, if he knew that she had gone back to him so many times, I mean, that's kind of tough. Like, if you know, if you're with somebody and you're like, you know that they have this very, like, intense, like, complicated relationship with somebody that they left, went back, yeah. left, went back, left, went back. You know, you kind of think to yourself, like, well, what's, who's to say that they wouldn't go back to them while they're with me? Yeah, I would totally I mean, especially that. if they find, like, some correspondence or, like, some emails yeah. or something, you know? Some juicy well, bits about some it. Some juicy goss. Yeah. <laughs> um, some juicy emails or texts or whatever, like, you know, uh, who's to say that they wouldn't do that? Like, or, you know, that you wouldn't think that, like, hey, maybe they're, they're going to go back to him again. Who knows? Yeah. Um, Jess eventually broke off all contact okay. with John Mayer. When did she have brown hair? Oh, probably just for a second. Because anyway, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. I, I mean, I don't follow that stuff. But anyways, go on. Jess eventually broke off all contact with John Mayer after he described her as, get this, sexual napalm what? in a Playboy interview. Listen to this. She said, he thought that that was what I wanted to be called. I was floored and embarrassed that my grandmother was actually going to read that. Jessica said John was the most loyal person to her, so when he made these comments, she erased his number, and that was that. She said, he made it easy for me to walk away. Well. But yeah, that was a big deal. I remember that being a thing. Damn. He, like, did an interview with Playboy, and he was like, Jessica's, like, sexual napalm. And I was like, that yeah. makes me cringe so hard. I don't even know what that means, because, <laughs> like... <laughs> Na I don't even know what napalm is. I mean, napalm's, like, something they used in, like... It's not a good thing, I always thought. Uh, here, I'll look it up real quick. Napalm. Um, the highly flammable sticky gel used as incendiary <laughs> bombs and flamethrowers consisting of gasoline thickened with special soaps. I mean, that's the thing. Like, napalm's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, it's used in war and, and blowing up shit and stuff like that. So, like... When you say she's sexual napalm, you mean she like destroys things? Like she, <laughs> like I guess, I guess, like when you think about it, yeah, okay, she destroys you or whatever. So maybe that's like a uh, yeah, she's like really good in bed. She destroys my dick or um, yeah, I don't know, but like it also sounds like nah, dude, get the fuck away. She's no, like she's sexual so, napalm. She's like sexual napalm. Like you, your dick will be burning for hours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's but he. She's gonna blow up your goddamn house. She's gonna. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I remember that being a thing, and I remember her responding saying like, basically, that's not cool. Yeah. And uh, but he, but he's just a fucking he's sleazy. Yeah, he's I mean, sleazy. He, he Your body is a wonderland. Oh, I ain't gonna lie, I had I I I don't know if I bought, maybe borrowed from the internet the album Continuum. <laughs> Continuum, Continuum. That's what Did I have that one? I, I had a gray. couple of his albums. I'm not even going to lie. I'm yeah. not going to lie. I had a couple of them. Um, and so it's not say not to say that he's uh, not talented. He's just, he's just kind of gross. Well, I don't know. 
I, you I, don't know if he would go that far as to say he's talented. Yeah, I don't think I could go uh, <laughs> that far. I mean, look, look. You know, I can put out some really, really uh, unpopular opinions when it comes to like blues, white blues musicians. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> that's very true. Yeah, I don't like white blues musicians. I, I don't mean, think they do it well. I, that's fair. I don't like Eric Clapton. That's all right. Is that okay? That's okay. okay. Make it sure. I'll I'll approve of it. I'll approve of it. Like I just don't think I just I, I had a friend uh, um, that I would talk to that um, that lives real close that I played music oh, with. Oh, okay. I know who you're talking about. So like he's he he knows a lot about music and and we would discuss this and stuff like that. But we I remember this was years ago when I was uh, like almost ten years ago now. But we we're just talking about it, and unfortunately, like. If I don't know if anyone listens to that knows a lot about music, but like basically, like um, what you get with like white blues musicians is they just play like what they call pentatonic scales, like over and over, which is like a scale consisting of five notes, which is like normal for like blues musicians. Like it's a very typical, uh, um, oh, I'm gonna look at a pentatonic, ew, pentatonics. Is that what you no. meant? Is that what you meant to look up? <laughs> no. Google's like, did you mean this? Yeah, pentatonic scale is like, yeah, five notes per octave. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just very like common in blues music. But like when it's not done well, it sounds very generic. And John Mayer's blues playing sounds very generic when you compare to like Muddy Waters or... Uh, any of the any of the other like um, big blues people that they all admire and 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 stuff like BB King kind of has that, but he has a lot more flair to it. Like you get that with like Big Chicago. Anyways, getting Chicago, into, Chicago the like Chicago band. blues style, oh, you know, okay. like which Muddy Waters is. Um, I think that's what he ended up getting into. Is like he's from like Mississippi, but he ended up. Doing that. Anyways, that's like too much music talk. I guess it's pop, that's pop culture. That's pop <laughs> that's culture. Pop culture. Yeah. So I mean, like, they get into this whole realm of like just cheese, just hardcore oh, cheese. cheese. Well, that's what they say about a uh, smooth jazz, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's just it becomes so repetitive. Some like jazz. The uh, whole idea, like, uh, jazz was just you know like it took blues and then was like, hey, let's flare it up. You know, let's let's do some some crazy ass shit. And at the time, you know, in the twenties and stuff like that, you know, like the jazz was like, man, that was like fucking out there. It's basically like I don't know what you would compare it to these days. Just weird ass shit. I don't know. Um, but like people were kind of taken aback by it. They were like, whoa. Yeah, like, I mean, that's is... why you had like flappers and like it was a very mar very much a part of like underground scenes and stuff like that of like um, speakeasies and stuff because it was just like, oh, it's just the taboo thing. And then. You know, and then eventually it came into it, it, it turned into like bebop and stuff, which was gone even farther with you know like John Coltrane and and uh, Miles Davis. You know, they took like typical jazz from like the twenties to the forties, and then the fifties, like sixties, and when they did their stuff, like it, they just took it into a whole other realm that just kind of got like it's you know to some people's opinion like way too far in my opinion sometimes like sometimes it gets like a little crazy but like miles davis has some of the best jazz albums out there they're fucking weird sometimes but they're really great they're amazing but 
Um, but when it comes to like these, these guys with blues and stuff like that, it just, I don't know. They just don't do it well. It's very generic, very typical sounding. I forgot how I went to jazz. Oh, smooth jazz. Yeah. And since smooth jazz comes around, it's like, no, we're going to make it easy listening. We're going to go same scale, same notes, same expect expectations and stuff. Just like pop music goes into like the very rudimentary, like pop, uh, pop format. You know, you get the, you know, like you have your core, you have your verse, your chorus, your verse, your chorus, and then you have a bridge in there to spice things up a little bit. But then you go back to your chorus because, you know, it's a very powerful standard to way, way to make music, and it, and it generally keeps you hooked in really well. I feel like I just said a lot of bullshit, <laughs> and I feel no. like anyone that's been listening no. is like, all right, Elliot, shut the fuck up and get back to uh, the gossip that we came for. <laughs> no, no, that's really interesting. I remember hearing uh, hearing that about, like, we and you talked about that before, about smooth jazz. and yeah. Who would be an example of that? Would that be, like, Kenny G? Kind Kenny of? G is not just the example. <laughs> he is the definition. He is more than the definition. <laughs> like, he wrote the book. You know, like... He By the way, the uh, my dad had a Kenny G Christmas album that was stolen out of his truck one year. Um, and he's, he's sour about it. They, he's sour about it. This has probably been like, I don't know how many years ago. But um, yeah, they left like all the change and all like like his radio and everything. Key, but Kenny they were G. like, they said, fuck all that. Give me that Kenny G album. I gotta listen to some smooth jazz, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, you know, people like like that stuff, and there's nothing wrong with liking that stuff. But I personally don't like it, and I have my own opinions about why I don't like it. And yeah, it's it's a little. I'm not a big fan me. of it either. No. Um, so, anyways, what's next on the? Uh, after the Jessica Simpson thing, which I, I always liked her too. She always kind of seemed like very down to earth and stuff. She seemed, yeah, she seemed I mean, pretty, fairly enough, you know, I mean. Fairly enough for a celebrity, I, I felt like she was. Yeah. What's the thing with um, her and Natalie Portman? Oh, yeah, let me pull that up. I was That's, going to pull up for you um, oh, okay, the you? video of Nick Lachey's now wife. Uh, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey being interviewed by Hoda Kopi, I think is how you say her name. And um, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious because Hoda Kopi's like, yeah, I, I interviewed Jessica Simpson the other day and she said that when she like had her kids that y'all sent her like a beautiful gift. And so she like keeps <laughs> talking and Nick Lachey's wife like cuts her off and was like, I'm sorry, you said that we sent her a gift. Like, we didn't send her a gift. <laughs> oh, like, we didn't send... Dude, you've got to well, watch it. We'll it's pull it up. fucking pull it up. Let's do it. That's... awkward and hilarious. That's that's amazing. Uh, we didn't send her a gift, and Nick's over there like... Oh. And he's... he's <laughs> yeah, yeah, we didn't. I didn't. We No. No, we didn't. Sure didn't. I don't know why 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 you would say that. Oh my god! I need to like finding the fucking original is gonna be impossible. Yes. Oh yeah, because it's all gonna be like. It's all. Come on. At this point, I it's like. They're not paying for our stuff. Skip it. I interviewed Jessica Simpson for her book, Open Book, and she talked about how she has her life with her husband and her children, and she was yeah. really, really happy for y'all. She kept saying, like, they sent me something beautiful when I got, you know, when I when we had our children, et cetera, et cetera. I feel bad. I'm sorry. You said somebody sent her. We Because now it's like, did we, it wasn't us, but thank you. For <laughs> yeah, <what? laughs> 
<laughs> That's hilarious. She was like, "Hold up!" She even <laughs> she, stuttered over. She was her like, words. "Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm confused. Real sick. I didn't send that fucking bitch a goddamn thing." Is what she meant to say. Yeah. And it's funny because like it gets awkward after that, and uh, you can hear Nicholas like look at her and be like, "What? Like, what did you send her?" Or like. I don't know if he asked her that or she asked him that. Like, what did you send her? Like, yeah, kind of like that's hilarious. Yeah, probably Nick Lachey sent her something. You know, yeah, and he's he, just trying to cover up and be and like, he's a, just like, I don't what know. Did you sent her something. Oh, I, I send didn't. Her I didn't send her anything. I'm not dumb. I'm not dumb. <laughs> um, okay, so I have another another thing saved here about. Um, well, I started reading about Rose McGowan calling Natalie Portman out for yeah. um, wearing that dress to the Oscars with the names of women who got uh, female director directors who got snubbed uh, for an Oscar. Yeah. Um, I think I read somewhere that um, so Rose called her out saying, um, I'm singling you out because you are the latest in a long line of actresses who are acting the part of a woman who cares about other women. Actresses who supposedly stand for women, but in reality do not do much at all. Yeah. Uh, of course, women in the world keep will keep buying the perfumes you promote, the movies you make, and think they're buying into who you are, but who are you? Um... There is no law that says you need to hire women, work with women, or support women. By all means, you do you. But I am saying stop pretending you're some kind of champion for anything other than yourself. As for me, I'll be over here raising my voice and fighting for change without any compensation. That is yeah. activism. So Rose McGowan, like, had me a little bit there. Like, so yeah, she had she... me for a second. I was like, yeah, fucking suck it to her. <laughs> um, you know, she's not really doing anything, like, just by wearing, you know. But I, when I first saw that Natalie Portman wore that dress to the Oscars, I was like, that's really cool because it's a very subtle thing. But the, the names are on there. She had this beautiful... I think it was like black and gold like dress, and then she had like the names like she had the names of female uh, directors on there, and and for the most part, the Oscars are kind of like a male base. I mean, women yeah. win Oscars and stuff all the time, but as far as it's mostly, I think, a, a male dominated thing. I think uh, yeah, um, mostly men win and male directors win a lot. I think I read somewhere. Of course, this could this could be uh, totally wrong, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that the last female director to win an Oscar uh, was the director of The Hurt Locker, and that was like oh, in 2008. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not 100% sure on that, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what I read. Um, but anyways, so <laughs> Rose McGowan had me, though, because she was saying, she was also saying that... Um, I find Portman's type of activism deeply offensive to those of us who actually do the work. I'm not writing this out of bitterness. I am writing this out of disgust. I just want her and other actresses to walk the walk. Uh, Natalie, you have worked with two female directors in your very long career. One of them was you. Yeah. You have a production company that was hired, that has hired exactly one female director, you. Yeah. So it's kind of like, Whee! Yeah, because at first I was like, okay, so who are you to be saying this, and what evidence do you should do you have that she's not like trying to help women or, or help women directors or something like that? But then it's like, oh, Natalie Portman has her own like production company, and she's only hired like one, one woman, and, and it, it was to be her. her. Like that's not looking too good. Yeah, but what did Natalie Portman direct? 
Uh, I have no idea. Here, I'll look that up. Um, but, you know, Rose McGowan had me um, on her side there for a while. And then she was like, although I'll keep, I'll, I'll keep uh, fighting for women uh, without any compensation. And I was yeah. like, okay, bro. All right, tone now, it down. Yeah, it's like, all <laughs> right. Without any, I'm not even getting paid for all my, like, okay, all right, back up. Like, yeah, that's all right. Now, now, now you're, now just, you're like just, okay. Stroking your own ego. Yeah, okay. Oh, sorry. The uh, I don't know if it's just the internet, but it's having a hard time pulling it up. Natalie oh. Portman, director. Oh, excuse me. Uh, what is it? Um, did you know Natalie Portman was born in Jerusalem, Israel? I didn't know that she was born there. I knew that she was Jewish. I didn't know that she was Jewish. I didn't really think about it. Um... She's only 38 years old. Natalie Portman has been acting for like a really long time. Because yeah. I think I told you about this the other night. I remember seeing her in movies when I was like very young. But she was, and so she was probably like a teenager yeah. or something. But she, but that's still, that's really young. She's been doing it for a while. Right. Yeah, she's been doing a lot of stuff for a very long time. Really having a hard time finding out what movie she directed. Known for, yeah, those. Can you can you give me something else? Can you give me a better way of looking through this? Director. Three movies. Three things. A Tale of Love and Darkness. New York, I Love You. But only one segment. And then Eve. I've she, heard of New York, I Love You. I yeah, think. but she only did a director segment of that. Yeah. The Natalie Portman segment. So, yeah, I guess she hasn't really directed much. But, yeah, like, that's not looking really that good when you have a production company. You have the means to actually, you know, do the thing. You know, kind of you put say, your money where your mouth yeah, is. Yeah, but she's not doing it. Um, but I would like to also know what who's that other person who called Rose her? McGowan. Yeah, well, I mean, what is she doing besides just saying things? I mean... She does say a lot. Um, <laughs> but she, she was kind of at the forefront of the Me Too movement a little yeah. bit. I don't know. I don't quite remember if she was one of the uh, Harvey Weinstein accusers. I want to say oh. She okay. was, um, but so she said she's done a lot. I don't know exactly what she's done, but she's definitely um, said a lot about uh, as far as like um, men in the industry who are um, abusive and yeah. have you know committed sexual assault and right. things like that. Yeah. So she's she's done. I guess she's done a lot as far as that. Um, but we were also talking about her not that long ago because Asia Argento, who was married to, uh, not married, but she was with, um, God, what's his name? He, he, he committed suicide like last year. Anthony Bourdain. Oh, Anthony Bourdain. Yes. Yeah. So she, um, had a relationship with an underage guy. Uh, yeah. His, Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain's girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. What's her name? Asia Argento. Oh, Asia Argento. Yeah, she had they had a that was a whole mess up situation because she she came out. She against, was Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, she she start well she didn't start the whole Weinstein thing, but she I don't know if she started it. She was just one of the uh, yeah, she's women. one of the yeah. accusers. Um, but yeah, like but then come to find out, like she had like a relationship with an underage boy. Yeah, you know, and it's like, bruh. I mean, not saying you should still like call out what you you know what's happened against you. No, you definitely should. It's just it was just kind of like, oh well, 
All right. All right. Yeah, it's just weird. <laughs> it's like it's just weird. Which no, I mean my my whole thing is you know uh, here uh, men's rights over here. Uh, uh, please. <laughs> but you please. know, like I do feel like when it comes to when it, when the tables do get turned and it's like an, when underage, I guess not pedophilia. I guess it's not like really. It's really not cool either way. No, it's, it's not whether cool it's way, whether it's a like, female preying on a on a a male or a male preying on a female. It's really not cool. Yeah, because I mean, like you know, whenever whenever a a boy ends up ho- hooking up with an older woman, yeah, it's always seen as like an underage boy. Yeah, um, hooks up with an older woman. It all, it's always seen as like oh that you know he got lucky or whatever, and that it doesn't get as as much. Like, hey, that's still fucked up because, yeah, he might be like 16 or 17, you know, he's kind of close to technically being adult an adult or anything. But if it was a young girl doing that, you would sit there and say, oh, she's not old enough to understand. Well, I guarantee you he's not truly old enough to understand, like, no. what's going on and, and like, the, the full ramifications of what he's being used for and yeah. stuff like that. I mean, you know, they say girls mature faster than boys, but we're totally okay with say, saying that, oh, this 16 or 17-year-old girl didn't understand what she was doing when she slept with an older man, but, oh, this you know 16 or 17-year-old boy is, totally knows there what There used doing. to be this outlook. I don't know if it's, like, a lot of... I don't know if men still do this, but, you know, they have... Uh, a lot of men have sort of that mindset when, when a, uh, news comes out and they're like, you know, this attractive, like teacher in her mid-twenties uh, had a relationship with, like, a 16-year-old kid or something. Like, I <laughs> wish my teacher looked like that. Yeah. I you mean, know, I don't know, if, st- I don't know if you hear a lot of that anymore, <laughs> but um, I'm sure I'm sure. On my some Facebook people... news feed, yeah, you do. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's still a popular thing. Come That's on. That's the only reason I'm saying that. I'm not saying, like, that, that that kid didn't have that same mentality of, like, I got but lucky. But he's not mature enough to... That's the he's, whole thing. The thing is, he's not the age of consent, and so he's really not able to consent. That's the whole point. Yeah, it's whether he he understands what's going on or not. But I just find it funny that, that you know, we, we sit here... I don't know. I've always grown up hearing, like, oh, girls are age mature faster than boys. Yeah, I think that's... But at the same time, everyone sits around and says, like, oh, that girl, that 16-year-old girl who had sex with a 25-year-old man, like, oh, she didn't know what she was doing. That's taking advantage of her. But the 16-year-old boy who has sex with a 25-year-old woman, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. It's like, no, absolutely not. No, it's all of a sudden he (laughs) he can make... All of a sudden he's mature, yeah. Yeah, And everyone's like, ha-ha, wish my... It's like, no, you don't... No, it's not not cool. Yeah, no matter what, it's, it's just against the law and stuff like that. But yeah, so... Um, anyways, what, and then there's another part of that, that whole, Um, because she called out Jessica Simpson. Okay. So yeah. So apparently she said this thing and I, I like, I used to really like Natalie Portman. It's not that I dislike her now, but I think she just kind of like the last article was kind of meh. You know, you could you could see Rose McGowan's side of it. Yeah. You can see Natalie Portman's side of it. Natalie Portman's just trying to get out there like, hey, we need to support, like, female actresses, directors. We need to, you know, support yeah. them more, uh, nominate them for more things and, and whatever. And Rose McGowan's like, hey, put your fucking money where your mouth is. Yeah. And so both sides, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm kind of like... But this, <laughs> this article right here made me kind of, like, be like... I don't know. It kind of made me uh dislike her a, a, t- a tad bit a tad bit yeah um 
Jessica Simpson is disappointed by Natalie Portman's comments about her bikini photo from years and years ago. Yeah. In a recent interview, Natalie told USA Today, I remember being a teenager and there was Jessica Simpson on the cover of a magazine saying, I'm a virgin while wearing a bikini. And I was confused. Like, I don't know what this is trying to tell me as a woman, as a girl. Okay. <laughs> so those two things, Jessica Simpson being on the cover of a magazine in a bikini and being a virgin... I was say, Those baby, are not. You cannot wear a bikini and be a virgin. It's impossible. You can't do it's against, those at the same time. It's against the laws of physics. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely can't do those at the same time. No. They're directly related to each other. Yes. You, if you wear a bikini, you are automatically not a virgin, whether yes. or not you had sex. Yes. And Natalie Portman doesn't just is just. And so she's just saying when she was a teenager, like I, I think my gist of it is. By the way, just saw the date on this, December 2018, but we're oh, that's just... fine. <laughs> that was a link from another one, from the recent that was, thing. That yeah, was a is... link. Okay, so this was a link to the Rose McGowan, Natalie Portman thing. Yeah. Um, which I never heard about this, though, so I was interested. Yeah. Uh, Jessica took to her Twitter account to write, I was disappointed this morning when I read that I confused you by wearing a bikini in a published photo taken of me when I was still a virgin in 1999. As public figures, we both know our image is not totally in our control at all times and that the industry we work in often tries to define us and box us in. What, is, what are you growling at? However, I was taught to be myself and honor the different ways all women express themselves, which is why I believed then and I believe now that being sexy in a bikini and being proud of my body are not synonymous with having sex. So, yeah, that's kind of my yeah. take on it as well. So it's kind of dumb... For her to be like, yeah, Jessica Simpson, like, she's saying she's a virgin, but she has the audacity to wear a bikini. How dare she? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought that whole thing was kind of stupid. Yeah. Um, it's really. It just doesn't make any sense that, you know, like, that that she feels that way. Um, Natalie Portman seems to be going out of her way to try to just say shit. Yeah. I don't know. For at least for that situation, it's just like you didn't have to call Jessica Simpson out. You could have just been like, you know, I saw someone in a bikini. I don't know. My whole thing is like I don't feel like you should call people out unless you're willing to like honestly go up to bat against them, you know? Like I mean, like you really got You have to like if you're willing to put something out there that's a little risky or you're willing to call someone out by their name, you you're going to there's going to be consequences. Yeah, and 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 stuff. So I just feel like it's a little ridiculous to sit there and to call someone out and you don't really like, I don't know. Again, this stems all, uh, to me, this stems from uh, celebrities being out of touch because they think that they're constantly right. One of my, yes. one of my. Because they're not being told no enough. Exactly. That's they're one they're the, not being told no. Like, hey, no, that's not a good idea. Hey, no, you can't do that. They haven't been told that in a while. Yes. Oh, and I, I mean, I think in general, celebrities just aren't told no, no very often. I think, I think that's a big problem. And, and so I think uh, this when, is one of those cases where they're like, she thinks like she'll just say this and like, you know, I, I don't know. It's just a very, to me, it's just kind of a twisted outlook on like, you know, her opinion. If she would have said this when she was like 17. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, everybody's a fucking idiot when they're 17. Right. And, or but, even if she was like in her early 20s, it's like, yeah, everybody's an idiot in their early yeah. 20s. But like, you know, to be like in your late 30s and, you know, make a comment like that. Like, I remember like years ago when I was a teenager, like Jessica Simpson had the audacity to wear a bikini. Um, 
I don't know that it's just it's very it's a very immature outlook as well. It is a very immature outlook, and it's just weird to 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 have. I don't know, just to to say that, like you said, as a person uh, in their mid to late thirties, and like you're still having this outlook of like maybe and now maybe she was trying to say like as a young person. You know, she didn't understood, understand or whatever, but still, it's, it just comes across as weird. It comes across as a very, it. like, holier-than-thou kind yes. of... Yeah. And definitely with the whole Rose McGowan thing, you know, it doesn't it doesn't pair up very well in Natalie Portman's favor, which I used to really uh, like Natalie Portman because, like, she, she, she was in a lot of different movies. I liked Star Wars, which was those fucking... Ori- those... Not original three... The fucking the prequels? prequels are god awful. I don't care who you are. If you like the prequels, you're wrong. In my <laughs> opinion, my opinion that's mine personally is right. And, and those <laughs> those movies are fucking terrible. I, I just remember acting, finding them like really boring. Um, they're all. I never got boring. into them. Uh, the only the only good ones the the third one, Revenge of the Sith, and uh, it is the most depressing movie. <laughs> <laughs> I've well, not not the most depressing movie I've ever seen because I've seen fucking uh, Rec Room for a Dream, and I will oh, never watch God. that again. No, that that is the most depressing movie of all time. But um, but I remember me, my my dad took me to see that uh, that that Star Wars movie, Revenge of the Sith, uh, and I remember we left the movie theater because like <laughs> at the end of it, you know, like. Uh, Anakin Skywalker gets like fucking his legs chopped off and like his hair, you know, like he becomes Darth Vader, which is a very traumatic thing. He kills a bunch of fucking kids at the end of that, uh, by the way. And then like fucking uh, Natalie Portman character character dies. Uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi has to like give the, you know, Luke and, and Princess Leia, you know, like he has to give them to two separate people and shit. And it's just like he has to go into hiding. Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen this like. <laughs> 20 year old movie <laughs> but but like I remember like and just like it was so depressing at the end of that movie I remember me and my dad we left that movie theater we didn't say shit to each other <laughs> we all the way fucking home for like the next it was like a 15 minute drive from the movie theater to home and like we didn't say jack shit <laughs> we were so depressed just like bummed so it's just like they're all bad except for the last one, which is decent, and then it just ends depressingly. And so, um, but she was in that. She was in V for Vendetta. I like those movies and stuff. Um, but like, and then she also did that 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 uh, she had that song, the Natalie Portman oh, rap, with, uh, Lonely Island. Yeah, yeah, which was fucking amazing. And yeah. she actually in that song, she even has a a, a kind of an, a fairly obscure reference to uh, a Sir Mix a Lot song. Called My Posse's on Broadway. Oh, we listened to that. Yeah. Um, it's a very odd and obscure reference to that that she kind of like has a little call out to, which is just random, you know. But that's probably like maybe a mixture of her and the Lonely Island like coming up and like deciding to do that. Hey, it's okay. Our dogs are trying to lay next to each other. One's very evil, the other one's incredibly nice. And the uh, the nice one is bumping up against the evil one, and, and, and the evil one doesn't <laughs> like it. So, but yeah, so Natalie Portman's done all these cool things, and I'm like, oh yeah, she seems really cool and stuff. But then you're like, and then she talks, yeah, and like gives her like, opinions oh, wait, on stuff, and you're like, she's nah. out of touch. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyways, that's it. 
that's that's all we got to talk about today, right? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's all I I think that's all I've saved. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. That's that's episode two down of uh, Pop Cult Catapult. Hope you all enjoyed. We had fun doing it as we as we do. So so, what do you think? Um, I guess since we've been all right. Hey, Oscar's just trying to move. Winnie doesn't like it. <laughs> Winnie's like, how dare you? It's okay. Gosh. Anyways, Oscar's like, I, don't, I just don't want to move, man. I, I just don't feel like moving, guys. But um, uh, so I guess like every Friday we'll start releasing these. You know, once a week so far. You know, if if uh, if things go well, this starts picking up. Maybe we'll we'll do more. But uh, but right now, you know, once a week. On Fridays, we'll probably release these. Yeah. You know, things change. Uh, check us out on Facebook. we got a Facebook now. Um, also, we're officially on iTunes. I checked. Yes. Yeah, I got an email saying that we are, we're, we're up on iTunes. So we're on iTunes and Spotify and Podbean. Uh, if you mm, use Podbean. Pod, <laughs> if you use Podbean. But we're on those two, which I figured those are the most popular, you know, uh, avenues for places people. To, yeah. Places to listen to podcasts. Yeah. So, I mean, if there's any other place that we need to be at, just let us know. Send us, uh, actually, send us an email. I have an email address, uh, popcultcatapult at gmail.com. Holy shit. Yeah, I had to create it. Oh. <laughs> so, it's just a simple generic one, just popcultcatapult at gmail.com. Uh, I don't think there's anything in there right now. <laughs> let me check, actually. Now that um, we're talking about it. Oh, I don't have it linked on here yet. I forgot to sign into it on my phone. But anyways, I'll check it later. Um, but yeah, so check us out there. I'm going to start uploading these. Uh, I'm going to try to start uploading them to um, to YouTube as well. Yes. You know, um, so we probably... But on there, there's going to be no actual video because I don't feel like recording us and then trying to edit that and stuff like that because um, we're just sitting on our couch and our pajamas anyway yes <laughs> with our dogs maybe I got one my hair day. up in like a really high top bun i look like pebbles from the flintstones you look like um <laughs> no what's it what was it it was a. Uh, yeah it's uh no it's oh that's not funny uh i know who you're i know what you're doing is it him <laughs> no i know what you're Hold doing on. i can't remember his name all of a sudden yeah, good. <laughs> Hold on. It's I'm some sort of video game character. What's his name? Akuma. Her hair looks like <laughs> Akuma from Street Fighter. <laughs> so if you so if you if you want to know what Erica's hair looks like right now, just, just Google. look Google Akuma A K A K U M A from yeah. Street Fighter. And uh, you know when his his he has red hair and his hair is up in a <laughs> little bun. <laughs> she gets up in the I'm morning. I'm in the process of going back blonde, so I don't know what you're gonna do. And I'm back to being blonde. I don't know who I'm gonna look like then. You just look like a Super Saiyan. Oh my god. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so so uh, keep keep uh, keep it a lookout. But yeah, go check us out on Facebook. Give us a like so we can you know. We'll try to keep post updates on there and, and stuff like that. Anything we got going on. I guess eventually we'll get an Instagram and maybe post little little uh, dumb things on there, which will probably just be pictures of like our dogs and shit. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, 
Thank you for listening and thank you for checking us out. We really appreciate it. And we will see y'all or, you know, we'll, we'll talk to you next week. So, bye. Bye.